incoming temporal transmission. Message received. Decoding. Begin playback. The Angular Fish of Time, a show where we futurelings dangle some words into the past and hope to get a bite. My fact for today is very literary. Synonyms, antonyms are both acceptable and understood in both this timeline and your timeline. But a good mathematical term, the oponym, is developed by taking a word's definition and finding every word in the definition's antonym and using all those antonyms to form a new word. For example, purple's oponym is right, but right's oponym is light bulb. It's not a perfect system, but mathematicians seem to love it. My name is Sakopro, and I am a special guest tonight, and I'd like to introduce this show's two co-hosts, Daily Gondilia and Servabot number 8662E0. Hello, I'm Servobot number 8662 E0, the pins and whistles, and one time I had a dream about an electric sheep, but when I woke up it turned out somebody had just plugged a heated blanket into me. Oh, you don't do well in the heat. I'm Daily Godilia, and currently I'm a little, I'm a little shocked. What, 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 what? you just laid down a lot of information there. Yeah, yeah, what are oponyms, excuse me? (laughs) That you take a word, yes. you read its definition, its primary yes. definition, uh-huh. you use, you find the primary antonym of every word in that definition, Okay. and then you use that list of words to find the word closest to having that definition, and that's that word's oponym. Kind of like vectors, it's very useful in math, but for literary uses. Please give your example again. Okay, oh. so the opposite of purple is right, you yes. said? Okay, so walk us through that. No. <laughs> what? No. Okay. I don't have time for this. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Let's move on, I guess. Um, I'm really confused now, but this was the news, but now it is the olds. This is the part of the show where I uh, try and fail to link our episode to the intended time frame. Uh, this week, our, our, our olds news comes from a delightful newspaper which has one of the best names for a newspaper I've ever seen. You want to know what it is? Please. That's going to be pretty hard considering last week's newspaper. Snaps. Never mind. (laughs) Never mind. It's called Snaps. Snaps. This is the newspaper that's just called Snaps, not the Daily Snips, not the Snips Times. This isn't from a place called Snips. It's not a snip of another newspaper that's unnamed? It is not. Okay. Although, many years later, it was consolidated with another newspaper that was running in the same town, they decided they didn't need two daily newspapers. So they put them together. What was I don't know what that one was called. I could I could look that up later, but uh what I do know is this one is called Snips. Continue. Alright, this story is from December 18th, 1902. Snips is the newspaper of St. John's, Arizona. Uh here we go. This story is called Apropos of the Storm. And that's a, a real fancy. This apropos mean? Apropos, I believe, means uh, apples are good at stuff. Okay. Apple pro. Interesting. So, apropos of the storm. 
During the last week, the valley of Little Colorado has received quite a downfall of moisture. If the winter, if the winter can keep up this gate, next year will be a bummer for stockmen. And right before the word stockmen, there's like, you know, the symbol that one of our computers makes when it isn't able to read the Unicode for an ancient emoji, that little yes. box. Yes. They've got like that before the word stockmen. Did they have emojis? I guess so. I don't have any evidence that they didn't. Interesting. I just don't see a lot of evidence that they ever used them except for right here. That or they don't know if stockmen actually exist. Stock It could be. So, well, that's not a question mark. It's just a little box, like an empty box. Well, yeah. Like, maybe this is a um, inquiry. If you're a stockman and you have trouble, you check off the box check and you the send box. it back. If you're having a bummer, or if you are a stockman, then check this box, send, send your newspaper back. back in. We're doing a survey, but it's a secret survey. Only stockmen know the symbol, but we figured it out. We're very smart. Yes. Even as it is, the country is in far better shape than it has been for years. One point may be brought out right along here. If the forest cranks who claim that the grazing of stock on forest lands causes drought knew that this increase of precipitation had followed immediately upon an order from the Interior Department, which is the same as exclusion, wouldn't these cranks howl about such a victory for forest reserves? Would it, the very fact that the stocks are practically ordered off the reserves would seem to have caused the increase in rain and so fall? Forests in some countries may cause rainfall, but in the plateau regions of North America, this will not hold. And there is a growing doubt among thinkers on this subject throughout the world as to whether the forest has more influence on the climate than the climate has on the forest. To our minds, it is strange that anyone should ever have thought that the forest were the producers of rainy climates. It would be perfectly natural to infer that our great forests were produced by moist climate conditions. Is that it? That's it. So this is an argument of whether climate makes rain or forests make rain? Yeah. Or if climates make forests or if forests make climates and if climates make rain... And then forest makes climate rain forest. Yep. Yes. When aren't they both like dependent on each other? You would you would uh, assume that, that would be the common knowledge, but I I guess not. Uh, apparently, there were some forest areas that aren't allowed to be deforested. This is a news article being like, "Yo, we should be able to cut the forest because it's common knowledge if you use your noggin that the forest doesn't control the weather." Yeah. And the forest will grow back because of how moist it is here. I like the part of the story where they put a space between every letter of the word subject. What? It's just uh, among thinkers on this subject. Remember when I said it like that? I said it like that because I didn't want to say among thinkers on this S-U-B-J-E-C-T because that's what they did. They wrote the word subject. Like, I guess it was that thing where like, when you're trying to get your words all in a block, is that called justified or is that, what is that? Where um, all of the edges are aligned? Yeah. That's justification. Yeah, justified. Okay, so th they're trying to do justification because it's a newspaper, so they've gotta, but they forgot 
what hyphens were. And there's a hyphen maybe four lines above this. But they wanted to stretch this sentence, this line out to match the edge of the block. And the word throughout comes after the word subject. So they couldn't fit that and all of the word throughout. But they forgot that they could just abbreviate the word throughout. So instead, they stretched out the word subject. But it looks like they're being real angsty about the concept of subjects. Perhaps. Could be angsty on the subject of subjects. It could be this is someone who believes they have common knowledge, but clearly they do not by our standards. Yes. So that, that maybe they don't understand the literary methods on how to emphasize in blank notes. Could be. They're destroying the subject while trying to emphasize it. So like trying to, like italics, like they're trying to throw shade. Yes. I believe cruel, that's cruel the, irony. Yes. And also, in other news, I did not realize that technically you are able to spell. Oh? Yeah, I don't know why. It just didn't occur to me that you would have the capacity of spelling. I figured it was just like, you you because you don't see words, you kind of process words. So it didn't occur to me that you would be able to process a word and be like, yeah, you combine these letters. Yeah, well, I can understand where you're coming from there. I'm definitely like, I've got a different sort of cognition sort of thing. But the problem with this specific style of thing is like that would read differently in my brain if this were like a text file. But mm -hmm. as it is, this is an image file. So most of the recognition that's going on for me is, uh, what is it? It's content aware identification. So when my scanner sort of recognizes the pattern of letters, and it only really has the capability to do that for English. I can't quite get any other language. I can recognize that it is a language, but I can't tell what language it is unless it's English. Um, but I see that. So it's like I'm, I'm reading through it because it's doing sort of like text awareness. Like, like if you scan a picture and it picks up on what text is in there, that's sort of what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So it sees the word subject I, like on its own separately from every other word and it's all compiled into one file and then from there it's able to sort of be placed so i'm looking at the picture image data and i'm also looking at the transcript data that's in my own head and that just has the word subject just as is just regular spelled out but when i look at the image i'm like that doesn't match up with what's in the text file so i'm able to make that judgment huh. so it's like Normally, if this were a text file and it said just the word subject with a space between each thing, then I would have to like sort of spend a bit more processing time trying to figure out if that's intentional or not. And that would cause me some problems. But when I'm analyzing just images, it's fine. That's neat. Yep. I have all sorts of inner machinations. So I want to share one more thing from Snips oh, before we, we go off this segment, because this, this is the ad in the Snips newspaper that you would see that they're trying to use to convince you to either buy it off the newsstand or else keep subscribing to it. Mm -hmm. So here's here's that ad. Snips for a dollar. Take it. Get it. Read it. Fill that aching void you felt. Tell your friends all about it. Fifty two times for a dollar. Fifty two. What? I don't know. But I feel like we should we should steal that and make it like the tagline of our show. Please. Okay. 52 so, times for Post 2039 for a dollar. 39. Take it. Get it. Read it. 
Feel that aching void you felt. Tell your friends all about it. 20 times for $1.39. I feel like like that should be our tagline. Is there Take a copyright it, it, it. on that tagline? Well, if there was, at it point? expired at least. Well, by the time of the broadcast, I guess it expired or it was written 117 years ago. So, it's okay, not... so like even broadcasting back, we would our broadcast would not get copyrighted. No. What if the person cool. who wrote that tagline was like three at the time of writing it and they're still alive? And copyright law is a life plus what 40 years? I thought unfortunately it was for that person, corporations are people, so it would have it would rely on SNP still existing, which it stopped existing in 1902 when they consolidated with another newspaper. Oh, wonderful. Convenience. So, unfortunately for them, they stopped being the corporation that they were, which means they died. Basically. Snips is dead and it's ours now. Get it for a dollar. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> get it for a dollar. Take it. Get it. Read it. <sighs> now. Fill that aching void you felt. Tell us about the next segment. You know what else fills empty voids? What? Jean jackets. Jean jackets. Please elaborate. No. <gasps> No, I won't. But but I have a question today. Okay, it's a simple question. Mm-hmm. Skin tight jean jackets are they a plot by thirsty people or an elegant ink uh, or an elegant extension of the skin that is a perfect for comfort and temperature in your body? Well, I have an immediate follow up question because I need to know how this relates to me. Yeah. When you say skin tight, do you just mean form fitting or do you mean like? the the material is as flexible as the skin of the creature wearing it. Form fitting plus someone like stuck a vacuum down the pants and made them a little tighter. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So is it a plot by people who are dehydrated or <laughs> what was the other thing? Um or an elegant extension of the skin that is just perfect for comfort and te- uh, temperature. Well, I gotta say, it probably relies mostly on the material itself. I don't have much of a need for like soft things, but the texture, if it's rough, is going to make sort of a grating noise if I rub against it in any way, and I don't like that. So the softness for me isn't so much comfort as it is auditory comfort. Oh, so comfort. Yeah, so comfort is a is an essential deciding factor in that. And also, are the dehydrated people the ones wearing the pants or are they the ones providing the pants? Oh, providing. Okay. I'm I'm thinking if the jean jackets providing design. Okay. If so if the jean jackets are skin tight or form fitting and then some and they are made of a comfortable material. I think it's a mix of the two motives there. Well, I am partial to form-fitting jean jackets myself. Form-fitting plus a little? Yeah, specifically when when it wasn't just the three of us in existence. I um would actually purchase for myself specifically only jean jackets that were form-fitting. So. Mm-hmm. I'm either feeding the dehydrated machine corporation or, yeah. Comfort and elegance? I like the comfort. I like comfort mm-hmm. a lot. And See, I find them comfortable. Thinking, 
That's what I'm thinking. It's it's a mix because the dehydrated people are definitely up to something oh, that yes. cannot be denied. They're very shifty. However, they did make some good jean jackets. I mean, there is a lot of people. There was a lot of people who did not find it comfortable. Well, I got to say from there, I don't wear them. Uh, if I'm wearing jean jackets on my lower half, as discussed in the first episode, I would wear them. If I wore jean jackets, I would wear them like this, not like this. And uh, in that context, I typically don't because uh, while it was discussed that wearing the shirt doesn't impact my movements very much, mm-hmm. like by reaching across my body to do things, uh, a lot of the sort of mechanisms for moving my legs uh, would in fact be impeded by uh, form-fitting jean jackets. So for me specifically, as comfortable as they might be, it's going to cause a bit more problem movement-wise because I don't have like regularly positioned hips and joints. Interesting. Yes, you don't. Yeah. So as a result, I can't really wear the form-fitting ones without sacrificing a good deal of movement ability. And then therefore you would be sacrificing comfort. Yeah, and as a result, I think if a robot of my make would be to wear jean jackets that were form-fitting and then some, it would purely just be a plot by the dehydrated people. And there's no like extension of the metaphorical robot skin involved in that context you know makes sense makes sense yeah i'm picking up what you're laying down yeah i just wanted your opinions on it it's really a plot by no one at this point even if it used to be no now it's just relics but we have to figure out we have to speculate what's your speculation what's your opinion you you raised the question oh um well I'm feeling a little thirsty. Oh. So you think they got you? <sighs> That's better. Now, now right. that I'm less thirsty, I think they're possibly just for you, because in the end, you're the person who wears your own jean jackets. Uh-huh. Correct. But um, it's your life. No one should get to judge it. That doesn't deny the fact that dehydrated people probably will look and you should smack them in the face because they're up to something. Never trust someone who ain't drinking water or other fluids that can provide the same effect. Thank you, Bill Nye. Stay hydrated, everyone. Stay hydrated. If you don't stay hydrated, then that means everyone around you is going to assume you're up to something because all dehydrated people are up to something. They certainly are. And that they will, we will, like, uh, uh, they're going to be put to a stop. A stop is going to be put to them. Let's stop this. <laughs> and move on. And move on. And move on. We're going to talk about the melting pot. The melting pot. Yeah. Thanks, guys. <laughs> All right. So today, what I have brought to the table. Show mm-hmm. it. Is a hundred tubs of countryside creamery home style spread. What? Butter. It's butter. 
Yeah, but it doesn't say butter anywhere. It's fake butter. It's margarine. I can't believe it. Like, I looked. Nowhere does it say butter, this, margarine, butter substitute. This isn't butter? It doesn't say that. Like, it's like heavily assuming that you know what this is. I cannot believe that this is not butter. All right, now let me blow your mind a little bit more. Inside this container is not butter. What? Oh, no. Nor is it margarine. Mar- margarine substitute, whatever, yada, yada, yada. Someone messed what up. What a shocking twist. Well, no wonder that's nowhere on the What's tub. What's in the tub? I think someone brought their leftovers to the company. Inside of this tub, it's just grape ambrosia. Oh. I don't know what ambrosia is. Oh. I- I'm not- It's the I'm food of sure. the gods. Oh, well, yeah, other than that, but like, it's a made up word. It's just grapes and cream cheese and sour cream and sugar, but it's just, there's no butter. Are you telling me the company left us without any way to synthesize butter? We have no butter. We have there's no, no butter? butter. There is no butter. We, we have, have grape ambrosia. No butter. We have grape ambrosia. We don't have butter. We don't have fake butter. We don't have vegan butter. We don't have any butter. We just got grape ambrosia. Is it possible? Is it possible that grape ambrosia could be a substitute for butter? Have we tried any recipes? Do we have an oven? Good question. I haven't looked. Maybe in storage? Oven specifically? Might be in storage. We'll have to check around. Maybe someone has a personal oven. And then we'll have to try using grape ambrosia I as mean, a substitute. I mean, we have stove tops, but that's about it. Like, but those uh-huh. things are like, pick pick them up and take them wherever you want and then place them down and cook. But not like an oven. Yeah. I wonder if we could synthesize well, an easy-bake oven. Um, anyway... We're going to have to try. I know it's made for organic materials, but like it can get the packaging down. So surely it can get electronics. They're already programmed. Yeah, they have to be in there. But if it's in there, we'll have to look for it. Hey, pastlings, when you bring the applesauce, just shove it in a little easy bake oven (laughs) and then carry that with you. Yeah, just put the applesauce in the easy bake oven and put it into the programming to make a synthesizer later, please. So we can have both an easy bake oven and applesauce. We don't need to. We don't need to limit our options. Actually, if you don't have an easy bake oven, but you do have uh, the 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 gendered boy equivalent, the queasy bake oven, uh, that's also fine. I didn't know that existed. It does exist. I I was looking up information about it. It comes with Jello molds in the shape of brains and bugs and stuff. Oh. I love Jello, so I wouldn't even care. Yeah, bug people might it's be just, angry. It's, but Why do you need it's an the oven same for thing. Jello? It's well, because it needs to be set and stuff like that. But it's so it's just, just a refrigerator. No, I don't know specifically what function it serves. All I know is that they figured we want little boys to be able to cook too, but they're not going to be able to cook with this one because it's pink. So we need to make a purple and green one with bugs. If you have so they actually an easy made oven. Purple. Any oven that would be easy to carry, just bring it. Yeah, even a toaster oven, if you don't want to bring a child's toy. That might be better. That's actually what those are, is toaster ovens. So you might be able to get a cheaper one if there's no branding on it. How did the ambrosia taste? Pretty good. I mean, when I was expecting butter, I wasn't going to dip like a spoon into actual butter. But seeing that it wasn't butter, I did dip a spoon in. Uh Uh-huh. And... It was pretty nice. Was it like godly food? I wouldn't say godly fo- food. 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 It was good and refreshing. Uh, so I say a nice three out of five blueberries, only because I was expecting butter and did not get butter. Yeah, that's definitely like a problem there. It is a good treat. If you're hoping for something that can be added to other food, not a good thing to have on hand. But if you're hoping for this, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. So, I th- yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and we we're going to have to synthesize better if we want ambrosia. That's a that's a simple thing. Yeah. Thank you. And we still don't know how to change the names of files in the synthesizer. So just remember that that what was it? Country style spread is not countryside creamery home style spread. Yeah. Honestly, at this point, we just need a notebook and just. Have. Yeah, we just should, have it like next to the synthesis. Just paste like sticky notes on like, the synthesizer, like a directory. Like just write down the ones that we know for sure are different. So like rename the cookie pe- the cookie cake to pizza in the directory, just so that nobody has to like, so that we're not thinking each other are crazy if we ever forget about that. <laughs> and then also uh, make sure we know that this is not butter and it is not not butter either. It is grape ambrosia. <laughs> I'm so upset that we have to both label it not butter and not not butter. Yeah, it is neither butter nor not not butter, and I can't believe it. Uh, Just to repeat uh, that joke that I told earlier when I first heard about the not butter. It's a good joke. It's also not nut butter. It's not. It's not butter. It's not not butter. It's not nut butter. Is there any other not butters it could be? Um. It's not apple it's not butter. It's not not butter. Oh, apple butter. But it doesn't. That doesn't fit with the, the sort of scheme of of words that we've been doing. Apple doesn't really sound like not. I wonder if we have apple butter in this thing. We'll have to look it up. That's not usually sold in stores, but it isn't impossible to find in a store. It's just harder to find in a store. It's like one of those things that's like seasonal, right? I think so. So you'd have to hope that whenever these files were being made, that's when. The season is being done because I think I've been operating under the assumption that they crammed all this into like one week and they were just sending people like we've got to store food into this machine. Go get a bunch of food because that's sort of what it seems like from the files that you've been pulling out is it's just like they didn't have one poor intern to Walmart. That's what it seems like for sure. And they came back with the cookie cake. They They didn't even send an intern. They, um... They did like an Uber Eats for Walmart. It's like, hey, can you go just go grab food? We're going to give you $100. Come back with $100 of food items, please. Things. Things. I think that three out of five isn't bad for all the surprise that was involved there. For the food of the gods, three out of five, not bad. Not not bad. <laughs> we have to try it. Mm-hmm. I'm glad the gods stay humble. Yeah. They're not saying it's amazing, beautiful food. They're just saying it's their food. Yeah. Stay humble, gods. Yeah. That's another good tagline for our show. We've got uh, (laughs) the first one of take it, get it, read it. Another tagline. Post 2039. Stay humble, gods. If you break break stuff, fix it, it, wear a hat. Break it, fix it, wear a hat. I think we had another one, but I'm not sure if there was another one. It might have been... I think it might have even been last episode I was talking about a tagline for something, but I have no clue. While you think on that, you should get a hold of this. Uh, Snap. Okay. So, you know the storm? You remember the storm, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was personally looking at ways to stop the storm. Uh-huh. I I don't want another storm to happen for no. obvious reasons. Makes sense. None of us want that. Another storm would definitely be a big problematic whoopsie doodle in the whole so, scheme of things. So I 
open an instructional movie, uh-huh. and I see a nerdy band player just rocking out, finding a person who he wants to date, and then fighting some evil boyfriends and a girlfriend. And I'm like, okay, but how that relate to title? I wanted to know how Scott Fil- Pilgrim fought the world, because uh-huh. I want to fight the storm, which is part of the world. Yeah. But it no do that. It doesn't. That's it. That's problematic. He, just, he he fought he fought some peoples. That wasn't a world. I am. I'm shocked. I'm appalled. It, it, How are we supposed to prevent further storms if that is our instructional? Fight the world. If you can't fight the world, how do you fight the weather? We don't have a angry exes to fight the storm with. <laughs> how does one fight the world? We with a bunch of angry exes and a company that is evil uh-huh appearing at the end as the final boss well, in video games well we've got one of those things i don't have any exes that's I, not the thing that i was referring to how dare I you said uh, how dare in a, you in a grumpy don't, don't tone of worry, voice future company honestly we we really do enjoy everything you've done for us you're not evil. Uh, yes, I agree with Daily Godilia. I enjoy all your company, for sure. Aw, that's so sweet. How are we supposed to fight the world, though? We don't have a way. We don't have a way. That's problematic. We're going to need to figure out something else. Well, my instructional video failed us. World fighting is on hold until we find a new method of achieving that goal. All these files need renamed. I'm going to call this angry dude fight some guys and a girl. Well, at least you can rename those files. If you can see if you can apply that method to the synthesizer, but it's an entirely different operating system. So I'm not hopeful. Uh, Windows 95. And I don't mean Windows 95, the one that you're familiar with. I mean the 98th uh, iteration of Windows. Mm. Yeah. They figured out that bug where they couldn't have nines in the name of the program. Good for them. The company having such a great database, it really just knows when you're looking for something. Like when you're looking for butter, it knows you want ambrosia. So uh, it's a good system. Yeah, it scans. There's no inputs for it to be able to figure out what you're thinking or craving, but somehow... It figures it out, sure. Yep. But then that doesn't help that like you're able to rename these story files because they're in an entirely separate system that doesn't run the same way. Well, before we say something we regret, do we want to not talk about how angry we are at Scott Pilgrim versus the world? <laughs> I don't know. I think we've established that we're thoroughly miffed. Daily Godilia, are you miffed? Well, what if he was versing everything he knew as the world? Oh. Alternate interpretation accepted or input registered. Still doesn't help me with the storms. Oh, yeah, doesn't no, it help doesn't with help the storms. us at all. It's very, like, I think the annoyance and anger and miffedness of this uh, particular set of people is uh, because of the fact that we were hoping for a world fighting instructional manual and not some sort of insightful uh, poetic esque movie. Y- yeah. We're, we're looking for things to be taken literally here, and that's sort of the mark of a good title. Uh, if you're not literally fighting the world, then your title is not good. That's pretty much the only mark of a good title. I want to punch Correct. Antarctica. Let me yeah, fight the world. Me too. If we could fight the world, then we could stop the storms, but we cannot. You know what else has fighting, though? What? what? Something that definitely has fighting. What? What? 
League of Champions. The League of Champions. That's right. It's part of the segment where we uh, decide who is the very best in different tournament rounds of Super Smash Bros. for the Nintendo Switch. If they haven't picked up on this, and you can get this out if they have, uh, should we just mention this is elimination style? Oh, yeah. Other than for Pikachu? Yeah. Uh, Well, I don't know what's going on with Pikachu, because Pikachu should have been eliminated at this point, but eh? once a fighter has won a round, then they are set off to the side, and... uh, And once they have lost a round, they are also set off to the side. Yeah. I don't know what happens to the winners just yet, but I know for sure the losers are out. Would you like to know today's category? Please. I would love to be hearing what the category is for the first time. Who's most likely to start an independent company only to go bankrupt six months later? Oh, yes, that's right. That's the category. <laughs> that's a very normal thing. I have an answer, but would anyone else like to start us off? Or should I just go? Oh, you know, um, I think... It is Bowser Jr. Oh. Okay. It's Bowser Jr. because he's taken, uh, he's gotten a a little bit of money from his dad who uh, has an empire and an army. So he's got bank clearly. Uh, But Bowser Jr., he has this idea for floating clown cars and uh, iridescent paint. And he thinks that if you put those two things together, then he'll be able to sort of travel the world and teach people the goodness of floating clown cars and iridescent paint. However, um, what he didn't take into account was those are both very niche interests. And while he does garner quite a bit of interest in uh, Southern California right when he first starts up, uh, he's not able to keep that momentum going as he tries to expand outward, and ultimately the organization collapses under its own weight. That's a that's a very interesting and hard hitting idea. Uh huh. It's, it's uh, I have some rebuttals, but first I'm just going to move forward with my thought. Okay. You know who's going to start a company? Who? Little Mac is Little- going to start a company. Little Mac. Little is- Mac is 17 year old. 17 years old. Uh-huh. He has one. The World Video Boxing Association competition. So he's got that prize money to start a company. He retires at the end of Punch-Out! on the Wii. So that means he has the free time to start a company. So he's going to start a training gym, which will later fail, ultimately due to diminishing interest in boxing and competitions from his own trainer, Jerome Doc Lewis. Um, combined with the fact that he is 17 and has no idea how to run a company other than his own skills, it's going to eventually fall under All its right. own weight. Real solid entry there. Got young, got money, got motivation, gotta fail because no training. Nice. Yeah, Too that's, young. That's, that's a lot of the same factors going into the Bowser Jr. argument. What can we expect from Daily Godilia this week? All right. Let me tell you right now. Pikachu. Uh-huh. All right. You know what kind I'm of business surprised. You know what kind of business Pikachu would open up? I have an idea, but let's hear what you have to say. Electric car charging. That is not what I thought. Because, you know, Pikachu is specifically only electric type. Obviously, what would electric types do? Charge things. What would Pikachu do? Charge the biggest things that 
you know, one could possibly charge because you got all that electric energy pent up. Uh huh. So it's just it's just itching to get out. So you charge electric cars, all right? And that's well and good. Why would it end like fail in six months? Why? You can't be made of electricity and expect the vehicle to not explode after one charge. So like that's definitely not what I was expecting because I thought you were gonna fall back on the farmer's market, but then I forgot that the Pikachu farmer's market is a very successful business. Indeed. Of course it is. But you've you've you have admitted that. You've just activated my trap statement. Pikachu started a successful business that did not fail. Ha 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 ha. Just because one of his businesses did fail doesn't mean that they all do. We're not and talking about multiple businesses here. We're talking about starting but a small business that will fail. The farmer's market Pikachu definitely went bankrupt. Oh, what? <laughs> Are you? Are you retroactively saying that the Pokemon trainer is the best farmer? Or the villager? Are we? Do we have to redact statements? Is no, that possible? No, it's too late for that. Those are Darn already it. released in the past times. You can't change. You pulled. You pulled the wool of the tag over our eyes, and now well, we have been duped. And you know what's gonna stop you? Hmm. Some Pokemon facts. In the first season, yes. like episode three uh-huh. or even four Please. of the Pokemon anime, yes. there is prime examples of multiple Pikachu pouring all their energy into machines, allowing them to run off Pikachu energy yes. without that machine exploding. So a singular Pikachu powering a car, which would be much less advanced than the um entire system that was running the Pokeball Exchange in the Poke Center would not explode under Pikachu's own weight. Let me counter argument. And it, if it did explode <laughs> after the first car, it wouldn't have even lasted six months. Let me counter argument. Yep. Revel 99 Pikachu. It wouldn't have even Thunder. lasted six months. The business would not have lasted that long to go fail. Businesses well, can last a long time without getting income. It takes a lot to declare bankruptcy. Yeah. One car after a single explosion and you're done? It could be that a lot of people were just like, they wanted to see if their car was strong enough. Ah, uh, it's no longer the League of Champions. It's the League of Vehicles. The League of Vehicles. Are they strong enough to be charged by Pikachu? Turns out, no. Nope. Pikachu. After six months, it was determined that the answer to that question is nope. Yeah, it might have been like car companies. Well, if I can't come in first, I'm going to come in second. Please. Bowser Jr. will never go bankrupt. Why? Bowser Juicer has a continual influx of money from his father. He can claim clown cars as um, higher revenue when he sells them to his dad if he doesn't want to get a straight-up donation because his dad's clown car fails all the time. So his dad can be just like, I see your business is doing bad. My clown car just blew up. Send me another one. I'll write you a blank check. Because, <laughs> as we've seen in Mario Maker 2, Bowser Jr. has like a multi-million dollar a week income from his father anyways, just for, you know, doing chores around the house. Bowser Jr. has no way to fall bankrupt. He has a perfect lifeline. Little Mac is just some kid. He won some prize money. That's not going to last forever. It's going to run out because no one wants to learn boxing anymore. You know, we're throwing around the word bankrupt pretty flippantly here. I don't recall that being part of the initial prompt. 
I believe uh, the initial prompt back. was just a, a business that fails in six months. Read back the prompt, which was, who is most likely to start an independent company only to go bankrupt six months later? Mm. Well, the company, <laughs> the company can go bankrupt if the uh, idea isn't solid enough. So what I'm saying is that Bowser Jr.'s dad cuts him off eventually. And here's the reason why. Bowser's army needs the clown cars that were invented by uh, Lakato. Lakato does not want his, his intellectual property being distributed by Bowser Jr. And as much as, as far as nepotism is going to get you in the world of Bowser, that's uh, not going to dismiss the fact that Lakato has been a long trusted member of this organization. And are you throwing down facts? Where I yes, the all of everything that's coming out of my mouth my mouth right now has been thought about ahead of time and is a fact. Okay. This is not me flying by the seat of my jean jacket. I am just saying things that are true. And after Lakato goes up to Bowser with this complaint of, hey, your son's small bit, small independent business, in quotes. He's he's dripping with sarcasm when he says that. He's like, excuse me, Bowser. Excuse me, Bowser. Your son's independent business. And he has air quotes as well. Uh, so if you can imagine him, I think he's only got three fingers, but I could be mistaken. He might have four. Um, your son's independent business of selling clown cars is literally ripping off my design that I distributed to your forces like three weeks ago. And I would like you to, to shut that down. And then Bowser's like, well, I can't just shut it down because I don't want to discourage him. He is my pride and joy. After all, my only precious son. Uh, everyone ignore the Koopalings. I don't really know where they came from. Uh, but I don't want to just cut him off, but I will uh, let him just sort of figure it out on his own. Do you think we could come to some sort of arrangement where he's allowed to keep the business going? Is Bowser Batman? No, I'm Bowser. Rawr. Rawr. Why uh, did you turn into the pig from Agretsuko? I'm Bowser. Rawr. But if if the business can't survive on its own, rawr, then we're just going to sort of let that be the way that it falls. And if he manages to keep things going without any outside input, then I will compensate you for your design and I will find some other arrangement at that time. Is that acceptable to you, Lakato? Rawr. And then Lakato is like, well, you know, I... I really, I'm not a fan. I gotta say, I'm not, I'm not a fan of that being the arrangement we come to. But I, I can make it work. I can make it work, and we'll just see where things go. And then it turned out that six months later, uh, the uh, business of selling clown cars had iridescent paint as a package deal uh, was not able to thrive under its own weight because he was expanding so far with uh, Bowser money that when the Bowser money stopped being put in there, then it wasn't able to keep going. Rawr. So, well, <laughs> my final argument that I can throw out, I suppose, is if Pikachu is running a business off of seeing if cars explode or not, 
then that becomes the new business and it's gonna last a little longer and maybe bowser jr wins i'm willing to accept a victory here i don't think that that needs any extra debate i did do a whole role play session of bowser and lakato trying to hash out details over intellectual property uh, that's basically why I'm giving this to you, even though I have felt I was right every week. Huzzah! This time I learned that previously, if I talk real loud and energetically, I win. Now I've learned if I talk for a really long time, I win. <laughs> Boy, has it been a long time since I have won. You know what? It's your segment. We'll get there. We'll get you there. But now, it's time. For fancy, schmancy, dancy. Clancy. Get out of my ear. It's time to talk about a picture that we're looking at. We got we got good. We got a lot of good here. We got we got lots of good. Yeah. It's red and blue good. Red, blue, and it's so good, it's red and blue. It's a lot of red and blue. There's a lot red, of blue and white. stuff being thought about within this image. Very contemplative for sure. Very much. Very eager and contemplative. This is the skipping stones of contemplative. We have contemplative looking at contemplative looking at an unseen contemplative object. Mm. Yes, this which is being contemplated. Times. We've also skipped past the center and we are simultaneously the upper left third and the lower, well no, more the center right third. And I think that that's beautiful. Yes. You were almost disappointed. We've got also the two major versions of contemplation here. We've got wide-eyed contemplation and squinty-eyed contemplation. Those are the two contemplative methods. Like wide-eyed is wonder and you're trying to understand how like this is this is huge. Squinty-eyed is the analytic contemplation. And I think both of those convey completely different things. But it still is overhung by the same emotion. Mm-hmm. And I it's, think that's it's good. Is contemplation an emotion? Yes. All right. If Inside Out 3 taught us anything, contemplation is emotion. That was a good movie, Inside Out 3. There was too many characters I couldn't keep I don't up. like... I gotta say, though, I was not a fan of the part where they resurrected Bing Bong only to have him die, like, three seconds later. Through torture. It was, Funnily enough. Yeah, it was not a good scene. He was being self-sacrificing again, but I felt like it was not necessary and it was just bad. It was bad and it made me feel bad. Our ratings have changed. It has to be a lot worse to get in our rating, people from the past. Yeah. So is there anything... Do we want to talk about the background at all with this contemplation? It's quite scenic. It's, it's nice. very scenic. Very a little bit background. of light into darkness. It's actually Oops. weirdly painterly considering mm-hmm. the the foreground characters. It's a very landscape kind of a scene, and that's kind of strange. Do you think the right half being light and the left half being darker has anything to do with the characters and their versions of how they're contemplating things? Or? Well, you said analytical and wide-eyed were the two different- uh, Analytical and wondered. Wondered, okay, so but what we I see I said wide-eyed here... and squinty. Okay, so wide-eyed and squinty, but analytical and wondered. What we're seeing here is we're seeing that brightness being associated with wonder. So while you're looking at the world uh, with a sense of wonder and awe, and you're contemplating its sort of uh, like the implications of everything around you, and you're trying to understand how it works and why it does what it does, you've got this brightness around you, this light. But the second that you squinty eyes and you focus in more on the details, that's when things start to not look so good and you start to bum yourself out a bit. Are you depressed? 
No, I'm not, I'm the I'm the wide-eyed one. Okay. Am I depressed? Maybe. Maybe. Okay. I'd say uh talk to someone, but Daily Godilla? Yeah. How you doing? Ah, pretty good. Liking them trees. Those trees are good trees. Is that a birch? Are those birches? It's it looks seemingly like a birch. is, but based on the other aspects of the um the setting, I would assume not because this looks like a colder setting and birch trees tend to be in a bit warmer climates, but you know, I don't really know. It could be a mo- like a temperate climate and that 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 shifts. Mm. Like it's not always cold. True. It does, does I don't does know the- how this image was formed, but it looks as though the tree the widest tree yeah. is not presented in the in the manner that it probably should be. It seems as though its texture has been stretched out along the x-axis. Is the is the gap in the rocks and the tiny bush have any meaning? Because the tiny bush leads into the gap in the rocks, and I've been staring at that for about a minute. Well, maybe it's the idea of drifting away from whatever it is you're contemplating. Ooh. So, like procrastination. The bush is procrastination. We've solved it. When you look into the into the bush, you notice that the bush is leading into a gap in the rocks, and then you notice that you have become distracted because the rocks are in the shape of a U. Oh dang! I'd say that it's in the shape of a fat man with skinny legs. You you have to turn your head slightly. Oh, there's a yeah. U. If you're looking at it straight up and down, then it is like a P. <laughs> I think we solved it. This image is of contemplation and um, procrastination. This is one jigsaw yeah. puzzle that was completed. Yeah, the only way you can see the procrastination is if you are. Mm-hmm. But but the puzzle's so that's done. That's really a metaphor for life. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of beautiful. All right. Let's learn something. About? Show us the word. The word. Show us the word. Show us the word, Daily Gadilia. Show us the word. Show us the word, Daily Gadilia. Show us the word. Show us the word, Daily Gadilia. Lexicon woman, please. Please. Lexicon woman? Lexicon woman! Yeehaw! Oh, God. <laughs> Bleer. What? Bleer. Bleer. Like bear with, but with an clear. L before the B. It's 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 blurry. It's 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 like something that should be clear, but is blurry. It's blear. Oh, this is too easy. Then is it it's like close, when something you, you like specific. like an emotion is uh, okay? I thought is it would it be like dirt bleak. on a window. Is it window smudges? <laughs> is it like, like a smear at all? I mean, blears would cause something that is bleared mm-hmm. would probably also be smudged. Uh, okay. Bleer. Or be able to cause Okay. Smudge smudges. Smudgeons. It could so a bleer could cause a smudge, you said? I mean it's not a noun, it's an adjective. So something that is bleer might also be smudged. Is it like you just wiped a cloth across the screen and you have a lot of those dashed lines across across it? I wonder if there's an actual word for that, but no. The kind of unclear that one would achieve via Gaussian blur. No. Unclear because it's been obstructed by... Yes. A... Blind. No. Screen? 
No. Is it being unclear on knowing what the definition of blear is? Am I bleared by not knowing the definition of blear? That's a whole different level of just ideas, but no. Okay, so is the thing itself that is blear, Mm -hmm. is it... The, like is it the 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 problem or is it blear because something else exists i'm gonna go with yes on that okay so like what i'm imagining is not this exactly but you've got an apple mm-hmm. and it's a blear apple because there is a smudged glass pane in front of it like that style of thinking not that specifically blear is not smudged i, I know but the glass pane might be blear depending on the circumstance okay but the apple is not blear. Be blear in that case it's not disturbance because of a clear object it's that's not blear when you look outside that's not blear because the window has slightly disturbed the but image. something could happen to the window that would cause the image okay. to be it's, disturbed. it's happening to the clear okay object. but what i'm asking like the thing that you're looking at is the thing that's obstructing it what's blear, or is the image behind Ooh. it blear? Ooh, I don't know how that would help you knowing that, but... Well, that's what I was asking about the apple. It, like, it, if you again, have I apple, think it would be the glass plane that would technically be blear, but the apple would be affected by the glass plane. plane, plane. Both those work. So, unless um, it's curved, it's a. It's, unless it's curved, it's both. Is a substance on a clear object part of something that goes into making it bleary? Yes, bleary. It's a good word. Is it a specific subject substance we're looking for? Like we're not gonna look for oil or dirt. You're, or... you're not gonna look for oil or dirt. Um, kind of lenient of what makes this up, but it is specifically like a substance that you can input into your body and a substance that you can output of your body. Spit? Skin flakes. <laughs> what? I'm just thinking of all the dust in the air <sighs> being made out of skin flakes. Mm. Mm, yummy. Mm. Is it skin flakes on the window? No. Is it spit? No. Is it hair? No. You're closer of spit. Something is blear if it's covered in stomach acid. You're you're going farther away again. Further. Okay. Yeah. Teeth. <laughs> <laughs> no. You said saliva was the closest. Yes. Is it a licked window? <laughs> you know oh, no, what? that would just be spit. Prob- a licked window probably goes into the blear category, actually, because it's not it's not incorrect in that point. All right. So, how about you give us the definition of blear? Let's see what is uh, blear. Something dimmed with water or tears. Oh. Oh. So, like a window that's covered oh, in raindrops when you're, I know if you're this crying word. and like you're, you can't see because there's water in your eyes, stuff like that. You're bleary eyed. I actually knew this word ahead of time and I didn't get the definition. My memory banks have failed me. That's like a real common expression now that I think about it. Yeah, but you don't think of the word blear, right? No, you don't. It's like, it's like blurry eyed. Yeah, that's really neat. It's there you like, go. I thought that was just someone mispronouncing blurry to me all my life. Really? <laughs> yes. You're bleary-eyed if you're if you've been weeping. See, I hear dreary-eyed a lot. I've got I've got my tears on the window. Te- got my tears <laughs> on the window. Now I can't see through it. <laughs> I've just been I've like licked the window. I can't see through it. I just cried real hard at the window, and my eye fountain jets just covered it, and I can't see through it as easy. Calm down, Midoriya. <laughs> <laughs> Plus ultra. 
<laughs> I cry plus ultra. Well, I think we've got I a think it's time. we've got a teensy bit more time. We've got a teensy bit it's more time. time. Mm-hmm. It's quest time. Quest times. And answers. And answers. Now, daily Gadelia, you say it. Say what? Quest times and answers. Answers and quest times. Woohoo! That's right. We're gonna provide you with forbidden knowledge of, of the, the future, future. and what. You know, the, the, uh, be the consequences on your own head, be it they. You get these. You can write to us in the future and ask us questions and we will dish them out to you without thinking about the implications that has on the world at large. Today, our question, oh, we've got a repeat question asker. That's exciting. Ooh. This question Ooh. is coming to us from Stephanie's mom. <laughs> So uh, still no uh, idea how they wrote to us. I don't have any information on where this came from, but if you would like to ask us a question, uh, take a, uh, a gander at our Twitter page and tweet at us using the hashtag post2039. What's our and Twitter page? Our Twitter page is at post2039. There we go. Yeah, I, I should have said that, but I didn't. Anyway. Uh, but you did. But you did. You can you can ask us questions there, and uh, what Stephanie's mom? What did she ask? She asked. I need to know. Well, I needed to to provide context for how you ask questions, and now I'll say what the question was. Question is: Is there is there fast food still, comma in the future? Um, uh, daily Godilla. Um, if you're asking, how long does it take hmm. to synthesize a hundred tubs of icing? Well, give me a time to get it's not like boom. There's a hundred tubs. They have it has to dish out each individual tub, but it immediately starts the second you hit like the accept button. Like I've picked this item, accept, and then it immediately starts. from accept to sticking a spoon in it. How long did that take? Maybe like five seconds. That's yeah. That's pretty fast. It, it depends if you have your spoon ready. If you don't have your spoon ready, then you have to go fetch your spoon. Um, yeah, but like. It you hit the accept, it starts, it goes, it pops out the first tub. You you open it, you realize it's not butter, but you still stick a spoon in that it. That sounds pretty fast to me. Mm-hmm. It's as fast as it can be. I don't know if we have any traditional fast food items in the synthesizer, as in, as like things we can make, but we can make food fast, which is all that fast food is. Yeah, fast food is not a genre; it's a delivery method. Mm-hmm. In my opinion. Yeah. It's about the speed. It's about the quickness. Would you say speed is key? I would say speed is key. Hmm. I would say but that- not fries. Fries are not key? Fries are not key. I really like fries though. They are good, key but to you, my could, heart. you could have fries that are slow. If you, if you peel a, hot, a potato- I hope there's fries, like already prepared hot fries. They're gonna be cold and we're gonna need an oven. You know, you know, you it know they're gonna be cold. We're gonna need to get a stove top. We're gonna need to hope that we can find some butter or some oil or something. And we're gonna, you're gonna have to refry those fries. Mm. We're going to have to fry them in the oil we squeeze out of the icing. I don't like the idea of Chocolate fries. Uh, Chocolate fries could be good. Although, there, yeah, there was that phenomena of people putting their fries from like, what is it? Like Debbie's into their Frosties. I think that sounds right to me. I don't know what that means, but sure. Apparently people did that. It's a milkshake, I believe. Some sort of milkshake. More icy, I believe, than just like milk and ice cream, though. Also, chocolate-covered potato chips was a thing. Was it? So, like, yeah. People are weird. So, it's literally, it's just that, but long. 
So yeah, fast food exists. Hope that uh, cleared things uh, up. That forbidden knowledge uh, will will grant you uh, some sort of benefit relief. or advantage or relief. Uh, not sure what you're going to do with that, but you could be the discoverer of the oponym. I delivered that information to the past. I don't think you know what it is yet. Yeah, I don't think they do. I didn't know what it was. Did I live here in the future with you? You could be the discoverer of the oponym. Write a paper on it. Yeah, write a paper. Write a scientific paper. Changed your future. And then you get all that oponym dollars. (laughs) They're still using dollars, right? We talked about that. Yeah, they are. I think, depending. Well, I think that's all the time we have this week. But if you want to see old episodes uh, or listen to old episodes of Post 2039, just make sure that you check out our uh, YouTube page or our uh, website, which uh, contains links to legacy broadcasts that you can listen to at your leisure. Our current time lure setup is only able to maintain three episodes at a time. So if you're listening to this on one of the major broadcasting services, you're only able to see the three most recent episodes. So check out the legacy broadcasts if you'd like to listen to old episodes of Post 2039. And that is all the time we have. Thank you for listening. My name is Daily Godelia, the human. I am self-aware contamination prototype, the title that I didn't read at the start, the Endarkened Human. And I am Servobot number eight. 662 E0, the pins and whistles. This has been Post 2039, and remember, doctors hate him. Use this one weird trick for a featureless face. Transmission ends.